today we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, God. While attempting to secure a much-needed vaccine from the planet of Ligon 2, Lieutenant Yar is kidnapped by a Ligon diplomat and made to fight his mate to the death. From October 10th, 1987, it's season one, episode three, Code of Honor, or First One Problems. <laughs> I'm Cam. That's Dan. That's Maya. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that one. <laughs> and we are the meth generation. First ones be crazy, am I right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Welcome back, Maya. Uh, th- th- thank you. I'm glad to be back. Um, I'm actually, no. No, you know what? I'm not glad to be back. Not. Um, I wish it was under better circumstances. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to see you. There's a, a nice cat behind you. Was that a cat behind you, Dan? Oh, that that is a dog. There will be a cat shortly, I'm sure. There's Where there's one, there is the other. Ah, okay. The, Excellent. Yeah. The dog The dog is like uh, is like Riker. And the cat is like Troy. Like, if the dog hangs out long enough, the cat will just appear. It's fine. Yumzadi. <laughs> sure. By the way, uh, I still have that Yumzadi book that I need to give you. It's on my bookshelf. Um, I keep it there. And it's like, this is Cameron's book. It's Aww. okay. It's, it's, I, it's something. I, it's something. I, I, I have no doubt. Oh, man. It's got everything that you would love. Well, Cameron, why don't you read the thing and then we can dissect I don't want this. <laughs> I, okay, just we got through the paradise syndrome, all right? We can get through this. <sighs> but this is like, oh, it combines the worst parts of the paradise syndrome and the worst parts of Mud's women and just makes... Yeah, it's like crazy sexist. And crazy it's... racist. Yeah, Oof. it's got it all, guys. It's, <laughs> it's got something for everyone. This, this episode is... Uh, it feels like the after party of a Trump rally. Oh, yep. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Except oh, in this case, the, there's actually people who believe in vaccines. So. Oh, well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. And by the way, guys, it's pronounced vaccine. <laughs> just vaccine. So you know. right. Vaccine. I got a whole thing about the vaccines. I'm, we'll get there. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right, Cameron. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> on Stardate 41235.25, the Enterprise arrives at the planet Ligon 2 to acquire a vaccine needed to combat an outbreak on of Achilles' fever on Styrus 4. The crew, possessing little information on Ligonian culture, finds it follows strict customs of racist stereotypes perpetuated by white men. Specifically, while the men in their culture rule society, the land itself is controlled by the women. Lutan, played by Jesse Lawrence Ferguson, the Ligonian leader, transports up to the Enterprise to provide a sample of the vaccine, and is impressed by Lieutenant Yar's status as head of security. Yard for Yar for Yard. <laughs> Yar further demonstrates Yar. her Aikido skills against a holographic opponent for Lutan on the holodeck. After a tour of the ship, Lutan and the Legolians abduct Yar as they transport back to the surface. 
Captain Picard demands that Luton return Yar, considering the kidnapping an act of war, but receives no response from the planet. After consulting with his officers, Picard demands that Luton took Yar in a counting coup Ugh. as a show of heroism. <sighs> Picard contacts Luton in order to, in a more peaceful manner, who grants permission for the Enterprise crew to beam down to the planet and promises to return Yar after a banquet in his honor. Lutan announces at the banquet, banquet that he wishes to make Yar his first one, surprising not only the Enterprise crew, but also Yorina, played by Carol Selman, who was already Lutan's first one. Yorina challenges Yar to a fight to the death to claim back the position. When Picard objects, objects to the fight, Lutan refuses to give the Enterprise the rest of the vaccine unless Yar participates. The crew investigates the combat ritual and finds that the weapons used are coated with a lethal poison, and also that Yurina's wealth, to which Lutan owes his position. Picard prepares to have Yar beam to the Enterprise should she be harmed in the battle. As the match progresses, both Yurina and Yar are equally skilled, but Yar eventually lands a strike on Yurina. Yar quickly covers Yurina and orders the transport of both of them to the Enterprise against the demands of Lutan. Aboard the ship, Dr. Crusher reaches Yurina moments after death, but is able to counteract the poison and revive the woman's body. When Luten demands to know the fate of Yurina, Crusher reveals that Yurina died, thus ceding the match to Yar and breaking the first one bond. Yurina is now free to select a new mate. She chooses Hagun, James Lewis Watkins, one of Luten's bodyguards, and effectively strips Luten of his position of power. Hagen lets Yar go and gives the Enterprise their full supply of vaccine. And so ends this fucking garbage fire. A code of honor. Are you okay? No. <laughs> it makes me so, so sad. so serious. You sounded hurt. It makes me so he sad. He hasn't sound this upset since he oh. read the summary to Wrath of Khan and was describing... Spock's death. I know this is Ugh. this is this got it went real serious. Cameron's very upset, guys. Well, the thing of it is, is that when you, it's like seeing your the beloved grandfather drop a whole bunch of n bombs. I mean, honestly, it's go no, grandpa. <laughs> You're like, but I love you so much, and you you taught me how to fix a car and shoot a gun and and why are and love you hurting me? And now you're gonna burn in hell. Oh, Grandpappy. Oh, Cameron, hell's not real. Come on. <laughs> hell is this episode. Yep. Ah, hell is this episode. It is very real. Mm-hmm. Um, can I give you guys just the tiniest, tiniest bit of trivia Please. before we get to trivia? Because I think that this Please would do. really help. So yeah. the writer of this um, article, or the sorry, this episode, this is something that my sister gave me some advice on. She said uh, to when you're really upset about a story, find out who's telling the story. And I was like, great, I'm going to find that out. Catherine Powers, who has written uh, a bunch of episodes for Stargate SG-1. Um, she's retired now. Uh, a whole bunch of television. Uh, she's good friends with DC Fontana. Um, and she pitched this episode and um, her initial idea was to have these aliens be like reptilian and like very not 
human. I was going to say that um, would have that would have fixed so many problems. Mm-hmm. But Ugh. the director Russ Mayberry, he wanted them to be all African American uh, actors, and then he also sort of wanted to um, do some sort of um, uh, like samurai code of honor type of type of thing woven in there. Um, uh, Russ Mayberry was uh, fired partway through the episode uh, by Gene Roddenberry uh, and then replaced by the assistant director, Les Lando. Um, uh, some people say it was just because it was because of the casting itself. Uh, while um, Will Wheaton himself says uh, that he thought it was because Mayberry was a fucking racist while like during the filming and casting. Oh. Uh, uh <laughs> And so, yeah, there we go. So that's just a little bit. I think that that helps a little bit that the writer herself, she wrote this for a very alien type of, 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 of characters. Also, she wrote a very similar episode to this on Stargate SG one. So she got like a redo and was able to sort of realize her vision. So good for her. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, it was never this episode was never meant to be um a black planet well that's that that makes that makes it i think a lot easier to see some of the interesting ideas that were put forth here and right. how as a concept i can see how well this pitch would have gone cuz it is a good concept for an episode that asks a lot of the crew as far as taking into account the prime directive and culture clash, having the, the captain actually present on the away team. Right. It, it, it's a good, it's a well-structured episode, extremely well-structured. It's just got a nice veneer of horrible racism. Yeah. And sexism. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that this, I wouldn't necessarily call this that sexist to to the degree of which that like the women i think that the women needed to be broadcast to have to to showcase the power that they actually did have as landowners um because they're the ones that actually get to choose who the leaders are like because yarena's husband is the leader of the planet uh no matter what so everything is sort of run down uh uh you know matron lines and whatnot uh that's true i was actually talking about like the bullshit conversation between troy and yar yes edge <laughs> edge troy yar and picard a little later yes so yeah. awful i loved it the way that uh yar was like i'm gonna kick her ass because uh, <laughs> and i'm gonna enjoy it and i was like bitch she is trying to save her marriage and her life right like I I would feel happy about embarrassing her. Fuck you. Come on. And after the whole, oh, of course he's attractive. Gross. Um, no, he's not. <laughs> he's kind of not. Like, what's up with that scar? I mean, I'm sure there's a story there, but. I don't have anything um, against a scar per se. He's just not like what I would call a very good looking man. Scars just always remind me to be prepared. And that's an important lesson. <laughs> But why don't why don't why don't we run down what we did like about this episode? Oh, God. if anything, briefly, and then we can just eviscerate it like a carcass on the Serengeti. Maya, would you like to start? 
I'd love to. I have a very short list. Uh, <laughs> I like the outfits that the uh, Lugosians wear, um, especially Yurina's uh, fight outfit. I thought it was mm-hmm. uh, super cute, and I wouldn't mind having that. Um, I thought Beverly Crusher was um, uh, fun in this episode. Um, uh, I enjoyed that she didn't get into the, the, the girly, bitchy gossip talk, um, and that she was just all like, uh, pay attention to my son. He's super smart. Mm-hmm. You know he's super smart. Put him on the bridge. Um, I liked Picard's panic, uh, where he just doesn't know what to do with a child. Uh, that was very, very funny. <laughs> um, and uh, and um, I liked uh, Jordy and Data's little scene um, where I liked the, the razor that um, Jordy was using. Um, I even enjoyed the include, includingly in the Kittleys joke, even though that doesn't make sense because data doesn't make mistakes. Um, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's Cameron, it. what did you like about this episode? Not much, Dan. Not much. I mean, it was... Just- just as it would about to redeem itself, someone would say something stupid, someone would do something stupid, and someone would be racist or sexist. And I just, I, ugh. It killed me. I only watched this once. I normally watch it twice, but I couldn't bring myself. I always skip this episode. Always. I watched this one twice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did it help? No, I just wanted to make sure if I missed anything. So I like watched it and I was going over my notes and I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't miss I anything. Think, I think my favorite part about this episode is that everyone who was involved has since apologized and said it was their least favorite episode of Star Trek that they ever made and probably the worst episode of Star Trek in canon. Every single member of the, of the crew and the cast, they've all said. The entire cast and crew uh, was extremely unhappy about they making were. the episode. They, they did not want to make this episode but obviously you know you gotta do your job so i don't i heard there was one grip who was like super into it though (laughs) who was just like yeah yeah this is a good episode (laughs) (laughs) he was like this is what star trek should be about (laughs) showing those people on other planets how backwards they are (laughs) but don't you guys think that that uh that that millionaire donald trump might be a like a good world leader, call me crazy. I know this is the 1980s, but I feel like maybe in 30 years this might work out. <laughs> 1980s Donald Trump would have made a lot more sense. <laughs> that conversation I could have seen happening on a set somewhere. And then be like, huh, you know, maybe. Because, <laughs> yeah, having a racist, an overtly racist president wouldn't have been all weird at that time. Anyway... <laughs> I, uh, there was one other thing that I enjoyed, and it's that Dr. Crusher is wearing a totally mod 1987 wristwatch when she's reviving Arena. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I ha- Because the racist stuff was so bad, I was like, well, what else in here is good? Like what? And knowing that trivia, Maya, helps a lot to see that there was some authorial intent that was th- cast aside because yep. if you redid this whole episode with lizard people, I don't think it'd be bad. I don't think it'd be great, but I don't think it'd be bad. I agree. Um, I agree. I agree too. Th- this carries a lot of really bad 
connotations and just and all sorts of terrible like can you imagine what some of the directing was <laughs> when he's like okay um so now i want you to look at lieutenant yar like she's a piece of meat Ugh. um and then you're gonna kidnap her all right <laughs> yeah like oof. but i think i i found the idea of the vaccine interesting that even though this culture was not a big spacefaring race yet, that they had technology that the Federation did not. They had they were able to provide something different. And it that that to me shows a diversity in the universe of resources and techniques and technologies that I find mm-hmm. interesting and compelling, even though that information came right after a a culture that developed very much like Earthline, which, I knew, as you I, know, makes I me that want bug to you. slit my wrists. I just go, God damn it. Like, we oh, can damn. put that together. Quit telling me. I hate you. I hate you. Um, I found uh, Wesley Crusher lurking like a creep on the turbo lift. Pretty funny. Um and then the fact that he manned a station all episode and didn't say a goddamn word until the end. He didn't say anything. He had one line. Nope. Yep. That was just, yes, sir, at the end. And I was like, see, if you were like that all the time, Wesley, you could hang out on the bridge as much as you want. People would be like, yeah, Wesley's great. <laughs> Wesley, um, he's the best. He's a good listener. He's a really good listener. Um, <laughs> I, I appreciated that Picard is clearly trying to fuck Dr. Crusher. And he was willing to make some concessions and work on his uncomfortableness with children. Um, uh, and I, I did find the matriarchal chain of inheritance and possession interesting because I, I found it to be a great critique of some aspects of tos- toxic masculinity, of like this this caricature guy is so macho i'm in charge i have the the authority i have the honor and at the end of the day he is subservient his wife has everything it's her Mm -hmm. stuff he can act as big and tough as he wants and try to put on this big show but then to just have the the wind taken out of his sails i found very compelling um my other favorite thing was (laughs) in one of the scenes uh, in their little chambers down on the planet, <laughs> they're they're we're shooting over the an over the shoulder shot from behind Troy, and we're seeing Picard and Yar, and Troy has her hands behind her back, and then they cut to the front to do just a oneer close up on on Troy, and her arms are at the sides, and then they cut back, and her <laughs> arms are behind her, and then they cut back again, and her arms are at the side. <laughs> And I know it's just a continuity error, but I just imagined her going like this. Just... She's like trying to do that dance, that the flossy dance that the kids do. Yep, that's, that's the it. One. That's it, Dan. Look at you. Uh, I am. I am what the the kids call problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's to like six. That's like sick in the nineties. I'm problematic. Yeah. Yeah. That's like bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like bad or sick or dope. Mm-hmm. I'm problematic, yo. <laughs> All 
right, guys, we better light the fires because Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> what didn't you like about this episode, Maya? Uh, the casting, the direction. Um, uh, I hated that ugly-ass uh, 13th century Chinese horse. Um, I did not <laughs> understand you. why they didn't just give him an African thing. Because they were like, you're... you're Society is very similar to an Earth culture as well. Here's a Chinese horse. And I was like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, guys. Um, also, um, and Dan, um, this is for you to jump in on. Um, I'm now confused about what the difference between a vaccine and an antidote is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is... So correct. <laughs> because if everyone's already sick, you don't need to give them a vaccination. You They're need just to, gonna yeah, die. You need to start digging graves. <laughs> yeah. So if they need a vaccine to save everyone else, because they're like, you know, this many millions of people have the disease. Oh well, they're dead. But mm -hmm. we'll get there and we'll give everyone else the three or four people that survive. Inocul an inoculation that's i'm like what i i don't understand um i don't understand that at all Is, yeah am i dumb with science or was i right you are correct you are 100 percent correct <laughs> nomenclature <laughs> yeah where i was like come on 1980s tv audience write in about that <laughs> some doctor somewhere was like I was inspired to pursue medicine by Dr. McCoy, and he would never make such flagrant an error <laughs> as to request a vaccine when he clearly needs a cure, treatment, antidote, etc. Sincerely, Dr. Stuffshirt P. Nerdingham. <laughs> Nerdingham. Ah, oh, of the, uh, is that of the, the West Hampton Nerdinghams? Or the no, Connecticut Nerdinghams. He's... He's actually from the main Nerdinghams. So. Ooh. Much smaller oh. branch, but they're very dedicated to science. Much much hardier stock, the, the main Nerdinghams. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying they ugly, but yes. <laughs> they're sturdy, Dan. They are. All of their women are referred to as handsome. <laughs> <laughs> a handsome, sturdy lot. <laughs> they are such a handsome woman. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, uh, about uh, Lutan, because obviously he was um, the fucking worst. Um, the worst. Because he's a caricature of everything that uh, they hang on black men. He was lusty, smarmy, uh, devious. Um, just a straight up fucking criminal. He didn't care about people's feelings, so he's kind of sociopathic. He also didn't understand. I really hated the whole like you can create people without souls. Like, dude, no. They can um, transport people. How was they that? understand like, oh photonic God. energy? Like, they're not stupid. Um, um, I mean, the kidnapping that he did was like a very smooth sort of uh, uh, grab and grab and go um as you would um men just being so prideful the men of the enterprise being so prideful themselves and uh feeling like they are the the great keepers of white women's sexuality which is also really gross the whole um 
black man stealing a, a white woman. Uh, they at no point was Tasha Yar given any agency at all to be like, Lutan, uh, I think you're a nice guy, but I'm not into you. I have a career on the enterprise. So why don't you just let me go? Cause this is not going to work. Not once, not uh, once, nope. uh, which I just not found uh, incredibly disgusting because it was all just the men making the decisions for her, which is gross. Yeah, um, so much for where no one has gone before. Yep. Ugh. It's like fuck you guys. Uh, also, uh, every woman loves um, Lutan. Come on, Yarina. Come on. I mean, I get it that like, and I'm saying this as a woman. Like, you love your man. You're like, my man is the cutest. Everybody the thinks he's hot. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's hot, but no, girl, no, no one. That was actually my note that I made while I was watching it. I I wrote, every woman loves him. No girl, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the way that they accidentally killed that guy, also, that was really funny. Um, <laughs> that was pretty yeah. great. He looks at it and goes. Oh man! <laughs> like, oh shit! And she's like, "Oops! All right, oh, give me my sorry. weird nail claw back. <laughs> give me my fisty glove back. My fisty, my fist. What the fuck? <laughs> I want one of those weapons, and I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight one of you with the the Vulcan one. We're gonna have a a rite of supersedence versus Ponfar battle. Ooh, race That's a true race war. That's a true race war. <laughs> there's, there's your race war. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> race war two, the racing. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, the civilized savage uh, trope I did not like. It's it's similar to a gentle savage, except these guys aren't gentle. It's that they have a, you know, that they're civilized, so they don't like go out with um i'm not gonna make a war cry or something gross but you know running out like we're gonna kill y'all la 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 um they're not gonna go do that but they're like they're like um patronized form of uh of of a civilization is uh really fucked up also the entire planet looks like the inside of a mall yes yes it does (laughs) okay that one I think is a hundred percent the fact that they're making TV in 1987. That's yes, just I think that that one's just kind of mea culpa. Hundred percent. You know what we have are, an abundance of no, mall sets, <laughs> right? Just dress it up a little, make it feel I don't know Moroccan or something. We're not really clear about what we're going for. Well, um, one thing. Oh, uh, nope. That's all trivia. I'll, I'll do trivia later. Uh, I just I this episode made me always has made me very uncomfortable. Uh, It's made me uncomfortable since I was a kid because as cool as it is to see an entire planet of black people, I probably, uh, okay. The feelings that I were, that I was hoping for were only just realized when I saw fucking black Panther. And that's what I wanted to see from an in, from an isolated African tribal country that has their own forms of technology that are different from others, that they have things that they can offer the world. I mean, fucking Wakanda is what Ligon I think was supposed to be in a lot of ways. Uh, um, Wakanda forever. Yes. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. forever. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and also with you. <laughs> <laughs>
Actually, it should be may the force be with you and also with you. Wakanda forever. What do you, what do, actually me? And then and then you're supposed to say make it so at the end. Yes. <laughs> may the force be with you. Absolutely. Wakanda forever. Make, make it, it so. so. <laughs> Done. That's how I'm greeting everyone from now on. You just got so much more exhausting to be around. <laughs> You're Cameron. welcome. What? Welcome what really to my world, your, Dan. What really ground your gears about this episode? What what just made you go, what the fuck? Um, everything that isn't the title scene. <laughs> I I have often in my mind tried to think of what could possibly make this better. And I did have high hopes that this was not the author's intent because that just made me incredibly sad. But I was like, you know, what if they just literally switched Riker and Yar's lines and roll in this episode? You know, I would watch the shit out of that. If Riker was like, well, I do find him attractive. 1987 wasn't going to happen. <laughs> if they if they had swapped it out with the actual reptilians and then made Riker in Yar's place where the lizard guy oh, is like. <laughs> instant classic. <laughs> instant classic. <laughs> He's like, well, he is attractive. <laughs> and then he has to fight for his lizard husband. I, you know, I mean, it would. But what about Angel just... One? You guys haven't gotten there. I mean, Dan hasn't gotten there, but. No, Dan hasn't But you know there. what I'm talking about. <laughs> I Let's do. Let's make private jokes that Dan isn't included on. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. That outfit, Cameron? That outfit? <laughs> that outfit. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, clothes. Clothes are funny. <laughs> oh. But no, I, it's just so gross from beginning to end. And it's like every time they had a chance to redeem themselves, they fucked it up. And it makes me really sad. Mm -hmm. Which is why I skipped this episode. Because it's just gross. It's everything that was awful and is still awful about humanity. It's like they took all of the lessons of Star Trek, of Star Trek itself, and of Starfleet, and they threw it in the garbage and then... Um, rewrote this episode. I mean, this is so strange because, you know, this is the very beginning of the show. And I mean, I'm glad that Gene jumped in and did something about it, this because uh, he was pretty pissed about an all black planet. Uh, not because he doesn't want an all black planet, but like he just didn't like this episode. Because it was uh, so, a tribal trope from the 40s. Yeah, so I'm glad that Gene jumped in on, jumped back back to, to, to this episode. But like, I mean, for God's sake. It was um, it was so awful and it was so terrifying to, to I mean it was terrifying to me that like this is what this is what some people think uh, a progressive uh, show would be a, a progressive episode uh, God damn. well yeah I don't even like to think about that oh well Dan. Uh, what'd you hate about this episode? This is your first time. What did you hate about it? So a little, a little asterisk here. I think part of what made the paradise syndrome suck so much is that was season three, episode three. At that point, I was two seasons in and enjoying myself and really starting to love some of the characters. So to me personally, as a viewer, it felt like a betrayal this is uh, very early on in my time with the Next Gen crew. This is the third episode. I don't know these people yet. I'm, 
I'm not as crushingly disappointed in those characters personally yet because I just don't have that much invested in them. I don't have that much relationship. That's very fair with them. That is fair. how the fuck ever. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Um, from the moment this episode started with the beaming up shenanigans and rolling out of the red carpet, I was like, oh man, this is going to be bad. <laughs> but um, I think that there's, there's, one, there's one thing that neither of you talked about and I can't pinpoint why it's racist, but it just profoundly upset me. Let me, me help with which that. Which was... <laughs> The uh, fucking banging together of the sticks. Uh, yeah, it seemed uh, the, like a weird, unnecessary, um, uh, uh, tribally type of thing. Um, Tracy yeah. Torme, uh, who's a an amazing, prolific uh, uh, Star Trek writer, uh, uh, said he was not pleased with the 1940s tribal African theme of this episode. And I was like, that's exactly what that's it is. That's a perfect way to put it. Cause like, like, okay, everybody, everybody grab two things and bang them. Dan has them. Come on. Kim. Oh, right? look, they're antiquated. <laughs> I kept Blah. expecting like Catherine Hepburn to walk on set and go, get away from me. You brutes. <laughs> like what? Like I was like, what, it, where does this take place in time? What is happening? Um, <clears throat> Additionally, Yar's complete lack of agency. I was like, at least, at least maybe we can get a feminist story out of this. Like, maybe. Nope, that's not where we're going at all. Like, I know we're not at quotes yet, but this was so fucked up. Counselor Troy says, Lutan is such, such a basic male image. And you having him say he wants you, Yar... Yes, of course it made me feel good when he, Troy, I'm your friend, yeah. and you tricked me. Ugh. I was like, that dialogue's so wooden, you should get another set and bang them together at the match. <laughs> Twice in this episode, she says that she is attracted to Lutan, but does not love him or want, like, actually want to um, have a relationship with him. Twice. And I was like, if this was a male... Um, character or just a female character written with some agency it wouldn't be a question it would not be a question of whether or not she thinks he is physically attractive also he no, is not, not physically attractive sorry sorry to I his mean, wife he's I'm sorry to as, his wife he's <laughs> listen he's not like leonard mccoy ugly but he ain't pretty um i think that i think leonard mccoy would they should have gotten blair underwood <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Late 80s, early but 90s, it, Blair Underwood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what ends up happening from my estimation, and I am by no means the person to like weigh in, but it ended up coming off or coming across to me like Yar kind of fetishized him of like he's he's super hot, but just like no. Although obviously it was much more nuanced Savage. and that's not what was happening. That's just how she ended up coming across was like a lack of agency but with like a fetish for uh lutinians or lutonites or luddites or whatever the hell we call these people lagosians thank you um i, I just wanted you to keep going really i appreciate it <laughs> legumes um i think i think that 
the overall mechanics of this society were very interesting. And your trivia, once again, really helps me be like, oh, okay, great idea. Um, but when they assemble the set, the American Gladiator gymnasium that they're going to whip around on, I'm like, outside of the electrified poles, that just seems silly and unnecessary. I I didn't I didn't it's understand because it is. It, I, I was like this was. I this was, was expecting Debbie Gibson to come out and be like with her microphone. Sorry uh, to everyone who is younger than me, uh, which is probably everyone. <laughs> Debbie Gibson used to tour around malls and sing on like little makeshift stages. Uh, she was oh sorry Debbie Gibson is a popular singer in the 1980s. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, further. Okay, you, you've explained a lot of that. Can you explain what a singer is? That's the only piece I'm missing. I don't really okay. understand what you're so, describing. So, uh, it's like, um, have you heard of auto tune? But yeah. you do the auto tune with your vocal cords. Oh. It's like it's like human auto tune. It's super cool. Super oh, cool. oh, I understand. Attention yelling. I do that all the time. But you have to make it still <laughs> attention in, yelling. In melodic. Yeah, yeah. yeah attention attention yelling. yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I understand now. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for... <laughs> um, additionally, dumb, dumb things besides just all of this. When data. And Jordy have their little side. That was super fun. But again, I was like, why is this happening? Why are we Why are we cutting to this scene? This seems... Because we didn't have an actual B-plot. I was like, cut this and have them interacting with Wesley on the bridge. And you can turn the Wesley thing into an actual B-story. But we didn't that have a B-story. We just had that been great. B-asides, you know, which weakened this episode. Um, But also when <laughs> Jordy said... Shaving is a human art form. I was like, bitch, you're using an electric clipper. That's not art. Like, you gotta be using a straight edge or some sort of blade. That's not the art of shaving. Also, lots of different alien species have facial hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, was racist like, of Jordy. That was when I missed Worf, who could have been like, you think I wake up looking like this? <laughs> you think this just happens? You try shaving over these ridges. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine shaving a Klingon basement. Woof. Worf. <laughs> Sorry. Worf. You know, for being such a Yar focused episode, I never once yelled Yar Queen. No. Nope. Do you think me sad. that uh, <laughs> maybe this was the episode that made her make her decision? I. It might be. I feel like this might be the episode where she was just like. I want to be on this show forever. I hope no one ever writes yeah, me out exactly. of it. exactly. That decision? That yeah. decision. Dan, we know you're not dumb. When she was like, based on this episode, I don't think I have what it takes to make it as a film star just yet, so I better stay on this show exactly. for a while. Exactly. That's gotcha. it. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to be clear. All right. Do you guys got any trivia? I've, Go for it, I Maya. Have just just My... a little bit. I mean, uh, oh, Garrett Wang. Uh, or sorry, Garrett Wong. Uh, Garrett Wong, my apologies. Uh, Garrett Wong um, gives this episode indirect credit for him uh, getting the role of Harry Qu of Harry Kim. Um, 
he noticed that he um um was a huge sci-fi nerd and um um but he wasn't a fan of modern iterations of Star Trek. Um the first episode he ever saw was Code of Honor, which is generally regarded as the worst episode ever ever. Every line, every scene was garbage, he said. I realized God was yep. telling me, don't become a fan of the next generation. Because I would have been too nervous to audition for Voyager. So really, God helped me get on a Voyager. <laughs> he watched oh, that shit. episode and was like, I will never watch the next generation. Um... And that's how we that's how we got on Voyager. I love when people credit God for victories and things like that, which just gives me permission to start blaming God for all of my failures. And you defeats. guys uh, remember when my phone uh, charger just like uh, broke in a way that phone chargers don't ever break? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I blame that on God. Because that doesn't happen. That's a miracle. An evil miracle. <laughs> what, what do we call an evil miracle? A curse? A curse, maybe. Um, a blight? A spite. Mm, a spite, yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2016, fans of the 50th anniversary Star Trek convention voted Code of Honor the second worst episode of any Star Trek series. I can't tell you what the first one is, Dan, because you, you haven't gotten there yet. Oh, really? Is it no. in Next Gen? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm not going to watch it for 15 years. So just tell me. That's I'll true. Forget. That's very true. Um, <laughs> you will forget. Um, uh, I think um, both. Uh, so Will Wheaton did a, um, he reviewed this episode in two, April 2008 for AOL TV. Uh, remember when anyone thought those words together i don't um i don't either so he said that um that this episode was not as overtly racist as he recalled i mean not certainly as racist as um can i say the name of the episode even though you guys haven't seen it uh angel one is sexist if the lagosians had been uh arbitrarily determined to to be entirely African-American, it wouldn't have been an issue. Um, and another guy named James Hunt, who wrote for Den of Geek, said, um, this isn't just bad television, it's openly offensive, and it seems to do its best effort to undo some of the most important lessons the original series imparted some 25 years after we're supposed to have learned them. Overall, he said that this was quite possibly the worst piece of Star Trek ever made. Um, I mean, really, the trivia is everyone hated this episode. Everyone was uncomfortable. <laughs> and I got to say that I have a new favorite thing about this episode, and that is everyone decided to come back to work the next day and keep doing the show because I don't know if I could. Yeah. Seriously, that's a bad week at work. <laughs> it's the worst yeah. week at work. Um, but can you imagine if this had happened in a later season when Whoopi Goldberg was on the show? No, 
I it wouldn't. It just wouldn't. Have. It wouldn't have. She would have been like, so no, no. <laughs> Try again. No, like no. And 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 the thing is, is that uh, despite what many people think, Whoopi is actually relatively conservative uh, in her liberalness. She's extremely moderate, mm-hmm. and even she would be supremely upset <sighs> by this. Oh yeah. <clears throat> As anyone should be. So fucking gross. So fucking gross. Cameron, you got any trivia to add? Worst. No. You didn't <laughs> no, want to learn right. anything about this episode. <laughs> no, I just, uh, everything that I researched made me feel better and that everyone hated this thing. It does feel kind of vindicating to, to be like. It does. Yeah. No one tried to defend it. No one said, no, no, I understand what was happening. No, no one said that because <laughs> you shouldn't. It's a and piece you can't of shit. play the 1960s card like no. of Star Trek where you're like, it was the 60s. This is better than what most people were doing. It's like, yeah, we come on. Come this on. is the 80s. The Golden Girls is more progressive than this episode. Agreed. Agreed a million. By far. By far. Designing women, too. Yes, designing women. Oh, God, I love designing women. Me, too, and you can't stream it anywhere. I to be a sugar baker. Fuck. <laughs> Me, too. Well, Cameron, uh, I guess I'm the more booger. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, oh, sorry, I guess you won. It's I'm fine. Kidding. I don't I'm want kidding. to be butch. It's not a contest. <laughs> Christ. Um, well, for the first time in the history of our show, the meh generation, I have some trivia. <gasps> what? I never have trivia. I didn't seek anything out, but I just want you guys to know that <clears throat> the actor who played Luton, Jesse Lawrence uh-huh. Ferguson, is in no way related to Modern Family's Jesse Tyler Ferguson. <laughs> so there you go. Wait. <laughs> oh, God. Are you sure? I, I, I thought so, too. I was like, three-part names, starting in Jesse, Eddie, and Ferguson. No, no relation. Are, huh. I mean, it might be. Maybe it's not a I'm blood not, relation. I don't think so. Maybe his parents named him after because they love this episode. <laughs> I've said so uh, much. I hope not. Oh, that would make him a very triumphant character if he came from if, if Jesse Tyler Ferguson came from that kind of racist stock and overcame. Oh uh, god. Poor, poor, poor guy. Overcame and came out with that kind of horrible, horrifying bigot stock. No, what if they're like super racist, but really like forward thinking when it comes to the LBGTQ? <laughs> there are those. People are complicated. People are complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we're having a great time, quotes? <laughs> I got a good one. Is the whole ship deaf? <laughs> Thank you. I loved that one. Uh, I just also the, the no, sir, sir. I did enjoy Captain Picard's line. By our standards, the customs here, their code of honor is the same kind of pompous strutting charades that endangered our own species a few centuries ago. We evolved out of it because no one tried to impose their own set of, I'm sorry, this is becoming a speech. You're the captain, You're the captain, sir. sir. You're entitled. Hmm. Not entitled to ramble on about something everyone knows. Carry on. <laughs> right? I was like, don't you apologize <laughs> for your goddamn exposition. You loved it. You wanted every bit of it. And when and when Counselor Troy said, you're the captain, sir. You're entitled. This was just after that really bad exchange with Tasha. And I was like, he is entitled. He's like rural entitled. And I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. He rural. For rural. 
I did enjoy role. that he shut himself down, though. That's the point that That's I was That's what making, I like, too. Oh, sorry, this is if, becoming a because speech. Because Kirk would not have. No, no, Kirk would have. <laughs> Kirk would have been like, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> and then he would have shacked some I'll more. Continue, I'll keep going. I'll keep right? going. <laughs> Look at me! Look at me! <laughs> That's why we're aboard her! Also, she doesn't get to fight, uh, I'll fight for her. Uh, I want one of those I want one of those fisty cuffs. That... Yeah, right? He's like, oh, gimme. Gimme. It'll go so good in my collection. Sorry, guys. Maybe I can mm-hmm. use it to paint but paint Spock another painting. I'm the only one who oh, can God. actually battle in those um in the uh, fisty nail glove oh yes um, because because they're all the all the weapons are light women. and built specifically <laughs> for women yeah. so i'm so sorry guys Fuck me what about a dude who Damn just doesn't have a lot of upper body strength that's not fair jesus christ this episode God. all men do all men thing, can pull ups the, the thing is right i was like <sighs> the thing is there are inherent physical differences between men and women. Sure. You don't have to like put some hat on it and be like, oh, by the way, only the ladies fight here. That's why the weapons are so light and delicate. <laughs> if a guy put it on, he'd be like, oh, my God, I'm just flailing my arm around. This thing is so light. And then he stabbed himself and died. Oh! And then he'd be like the guy in the crowd <laughs> go, oh, man. Oh. Seriously, guys? Um, All right. I did like... I did like when Riker said, but I warn you, if you get hurt, I'll put you on report, Captain. And then there was like a little bit of a smile where I was like, what does on report mean? That was real <laughs> slashy, report is Riker. this table that they strap each other to? <laughs> it's on the holodeck. <laughs> huh. Most interesting. Could they that also be have joke number there. 663? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'll put you guys on report. No, Maya, don't make promises. <laughs> oh, or, uh, God. Or Yareen saying, how could you not love him? Every woman no, loves they him. They don't. I fight for the vaccine. That's the truth. The truth is I will kill you if I can. And believe me, I can. There's nothing else to say. In my world, it's the greatest honor to refuse. We are on our, you are on our world. I was like, you just said there was nothing else to say. Just, just leave, leave on that line. Just keep walking. Or just be like, or you just turn yeah. and give her that look. You know, the, mm-hmm. you better shut up. Yeah. It's the <laughs> the look that is often given to white people in dumb situations. <sighs> well, I mean, we started a tradition with our last horrifying episodes of ranking the most horrifying moments from five to one. Maya, <laughs> number five, most horrifying moment. Of this, of the, oh, episode. Of this not episode. Not of like, not of like all time. <laughs> no, no, of this so episode. Like, um, like last You're year. You're like, uh, the Tet Offensive? I, I don't know. It was really awful. And like, remember? It, the whole thing. Uh, the last two years have been really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I oh, so sorry. We were that. looking for the killing fields. We were feeling. Uh, pu- <laughs> we're p- feeling Pol Pot. <laughs> Uh, number five of horrifying was uh, the lack of agency. 
for women. Uh, Cameron, number four. Uh, number four would have to be. <laughs> oh God. Um. The. Just. Oh God. <laughs> so many things it's like sophie's choice if she hated her yeah. kids yeah <laughs> oh god which one should i put you next take both <laughs> i have five children they're all terrible <laughs> mom what are you doing on this episode <laughs> she doesn't have five children um she's got my wife that's oh that's true really that's mm-hmm. adorable She'd probably keep your wife, wouldn't she? No, she yeah, she definitely likes her more than all of her kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I Jesus Christ! You're the one um, who suggested we bring back the countdown. Just yeah, throw something that out I'm, there. Now that I'm Lack actually counting down, I can't decide science. what's more horrifying. Lack of understanding yeah. of science. <laughs> that is pretty Accents horrifying. Accents are not antidotes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you she know what that is mine, horrifying that's okay. science fiction show. this is a science fiction show the mm-hmm. fact that they're fighting for a vaccine that won't do any good when they actually needed right. an antidote yes let's go with that cool I'll take number three number three was after all of the bullshit exchange between Yareen and Yar how quickly she hopped to the next dick at the end of this episode <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. So guy yells your name in your death match, and you're like, now you can have all my lands and be in charge and make all the decisions. I was like, so you just could have gained agency or wanted to change things, but nah, we're going to do that instead. Cool. This is this. this I'm going to interject something real quick. Um, Yurina has two husbands, and so I always thought that that other guy who was like, Yurina, the cheat that made became the first one was actually mm-hmm. her second husband anyway so like she dug him he just got like she upgraded to first like, class upgraded one and downgraded the other and i could see that but that was not made clear from what was presented to me watching it but maybe i'm just an idiot no dan you're super you're smart you just spent an hour being completely overwhelmed it's this fine. is the worst episode <laughs> All right, Cameron, number two worst thing. (laughs) Number two worst thing is just the presentation of the culture as a whole. The, first of all, combining of cultural tropes, but just the generalized racism that is inherent in all of it by casting an all-African-American cast. Fuck. Do I get a number? Do I get the number one? You get number one. You get one. Number, number one. Number one specifically is the stereotype that this uh, episode portrays of black men as being um, disgusting, sexually driven, lustful animals that want to attack and own white women. That's yep. That's my number one. I was going to say that's my number. <laughs> Lutan is the most horrifying I, part of this episode. I don't, and and the thing <laughs> of this this entire episode is, is I don't blame the actors. I and and because no, I know it's not because I know what's what happened in in uh, producing this uh, uh, this episode. I also don't really blame the writer. I blame the director who cast and put this episode together before he got fired. And they just had to do the best with what they had. 
Yeah, there's not much you can do if you're trying to meet a production yeah. schedule, and it's episode number three, and, they just and had to, everything's they already just been cast and hired. They just yeah. they had um, to do it, and it's and, awful. And I feel terrible. But good for, for them all of for them. everybody being a professional. Good for specifically uh, Jonathan Frakes, who has uh, attempted to prevent the re-airing of this episode and syndication as much as possible. He mm-hmm. has. That's he trying has. to pump those freight That's breaks. a that's a thing that he did. Is that he thinks that this episode is is horrible and hurtful and won't uh, see it done. And and even Patrick Stewart calls this episode uh, one of the weaker ones. Um, <laughs> I can think of one very early on that involved a race of black aliens that we all felt quite embarrassed about. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, like, Peace, Stu. Yeah. Agreed. We were all Agreed. quite embarrassed about. Uh, that was great. Well, I think uh, we better rate this puppy. So, Cameron and Maya, how many exposed nail scythe glove guitar style dagger weapons would you give this? Fisty cuffs? <laughs> Yeah, poison fisty, poison fisty cuffs. Uh, clarification: I, uh, Are we judging yes. this out of just our general enjoyment? Or are we doing any comparison? We're not comparing. I'm not comparing this to other episodes. I'm just, just my judgment. No, you can do it however you want. Yeah, it's just this episode. You as can do it, it however you want. He's giving yeah. me my power back. Thank you, Cameron. Well. <laughs> He's a white man, and therefore the only person who can give you your power. Back Apparently. Um... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cameron, you're the one who felt like you had to give her her power back, so just let her speak, please. Okay. Would that be okay with you, Cameron? I guess I'm not worthy of an answer. Wow. Wow. Of course wow. you are. No, wait. Uh, excuse me. I was talking. I don't need you to interrupt me. <laughs> This is bullying. We're actually bullying you. Here, are. But, uh, <laughs> this greatest crime is caring too much. You know how, like, when you do a job interview and they're like, what are your faults? And he says, I care too much. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. No, really, though. <laughs> he leans across the table and is like, no, I care too much. Too much. Oh. Um, I'm going to give this a 0.37 whatever the fucks because fuck you episode nice that's a that's a double disc because now you made difficult math sorry for Cameron, Cameron's spreadsheet fuck this episode. it's okay it's no, just an no, outlier please. this is an Dis average away. outlier statistically so it doesn't even actually count within the averages it's fine oh no it See? counts you get science. Why'd they call it a vaccine? <laughs> and it does count. I was Maya. so confused. So confused. Yeah, Cameron does count your your guest ratings on all of our averaging. Yep. So yeah, on our all ends, you're in Aww. there. Aww. You're inside of oh, us. Maya. No. No. <laughs> you're the one who said you were gonna take me to report or whatever. Put you on report. Put me Put on, you report. on report. <laughs> I told you, don't make promises. 
Cameron, how would you rate this episode? I wanted to give it my traditional shitty episode rating, which is 0.25, but I'm actually going to give it a 0.00001. Wow. It's not a competition. I know. I know it's <laughs> not. We both hate this. I hate it so much. I hate so much. I I hate everything about it. I wish it didn't exist and I pretend like it doesn't. I think it's important that it exists so that we can see what not to do. Ever. I mean Ever. that's fair. Ever. But it would But we saw what not to do in the sixties. They should have learned their lesson. My I'm going to write a spec script for Star Trek Discovery that's basically just doing this episode over again and be like, What do you think, Maya? <laughs> just send it to you. My head explodes. I'm just screwed. Specific casting notes in the script. Make sure they all black. They all gotta be black. <laughs> they all gotta be black. <sighs> I mean, it would make sense if this was like a lost tribe of black folks that journeyed through space and landed on Lagos. Then yeah. Or, or Yeah. 13th or tribe Lagon. of Israel or something. Lagos. Lagos is a real place. Maybe the, the winged serpent thing from the animated series <laughs> picked them all up out of Africa and dropped them on this planet because they built his pyramid correctly. Yes. 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 They figured I hate out that I'm able to make that joke. <laughs> they figured out the twisty the twisty mirrors. Nailed it. Dan, what would you rate this episode? Uh I'd give it a point five. Wow. <laughs> this, uh, he is he's outrated both of us. Again, my like my person I don't have the personal disappointment. I can see a piece of racist shit and yeah, it sucks balls, but I can tell for each of you, you are hurt that these characters you love are participating in this awful thing. Yes, awful this is thing. like having a racist I don't know these happy. people. It sucks, but it is. Yeah, it's it like is. for me this is like walking into um a grade school production of hair. I'm going to be offended, but I don't know any of these kids, so I don't care that much. Oh no. Oh no. Are they doing are they doing traditional full hair? Why? Why would someone do They're that? They're wearing like naked like body suits, not actual naked bodies. They're wearing yeah. body suits. Like Adam and Eve type it of outfits. It doesn't matter. It's a school in California. They thought it would be progressive, but it just damaged oh. everyone. Oh god. Is that Margaret Mead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, folks, you better uh, tune in next time when we handle the last outpost. We're going to meet the Ferengi. I'm apparently. so sorry. Oh. I mean, that's going to be so much fun. <laughs> right? It's going to be the But best. we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it. Hated it. <laughs> I guess there's just uh, one last thing to do, which is to thank you, Maya, for joining us. Thank you so much, Maya. We appreciate it. I love these episodes. You guys owe me. I love talking about it. So when are you guys going to Venmo me for this episode? (laughs) (laughs) You'll get, we'll give you, how about I just send you your own, your own set of clangy sticks? (laughs) I I got my own. Listen. Wakanda forever. (laughs) May the force be with you. And also with you. Make it so. Make it so. Have a great week, everyone. (laughs) Keep on trekking. What's on your wrist there, Cameron? Oh, just playing with new tattoo ideas. Mm, Draw it on yourself. Yep. Yep.
It happens when did I'm you try, sad. Did you try mine out? I think you, I think you should get that Pen15 tattoo. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I appreciate your like, maturity. Because he's like, I got 15 pens. <laughs> I love to keep track of my office supplies on my body <laughs> permanently. Uh-huh. Stapler 3, <laughs> sticky note 1,280. When I lend someone, I just cross it out and write 14 underneath until they're done, and then I I would love you know, to have a it. tattoo gun that's mobile that you can just <laughs> cross it out on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> How about so you, Dan? So I don't forget. Have you, thought about, have you thought about my tattoo idea? It just itic up your nipples? <laughs> mm-hmm. Turn my nipples into itics? That'd yeah. be great. That's gross. Oh. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for judging, but that's gross. You know how some people get those tattoos on the inside of their lip, and they can, like, peel it down and show sure. you? I kind of want to get Shut Up Wesley tattooed <laughs> on the bottom of my lip. A Secret Weapon Production.